John and them a good hand tonight. Amen. It's good to be here tonight. Appreciate the Lord tonight and appreciate the blessings of life. And uh, it truly is a good life living for the Lord. And uh, I, I'm glad that when he saved me, amen, he brought me into the family of God. And I'm glad that uh, I'm a child of the kings tonight. Amen. Aren't you glad to be here on this Wednesday evening tonight that um, we gather together every Wednesday. And uh, I love it because we talk about God and we pray to God. And uh, I've learned over the years that prayer is not an exercise. It's a life that we live, isn't it? And uh, I appreciate the Lord that we can communicate with him and uh, we can talk to him day and night. And, and uh, the Bible said, pray without ceasing. For this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. And aren't you glad that we have somebody to go to in times of trouble and, and uh, difficulties? And uh, uh, just when you're just having a, what we would call a stressful day, um, it's, just, it's just good knowing that we just have a God that we can go to. And uh, to know that he hears us when we pray and we are what I call blessed tonight, knowing that he loves us and he's concerned for every need that we have in our lives. And uh, I want to talk tonight about, about that. I want to talk about prayer and that, uh, you know, the promises of God is, is in this book tonight. And uh, they're for you and I. And that God has so graciously put in his word things that we just, at times in our life, no matter what we're going through, whatever situation it is, there's just times, it doesn't matter who we are, we just need to hear from God, don't we? We just need to know that God is on our side and that he's still with us. And sometimes we go and we get in situations and we just go through things that sometimes we uh, wonder where he's at, but... Those that really know Christ know that he's really down deep in our hearts and that we don't have to be afraid that um, we know that somewhere, somehow, someday, some moment, some hour, some second that he's going to come through for us. And so I just want to talk about, I don't know what you would say. You could say the promises of God if you'd want to or uh, just the assurance that we have in him. And... Uh, I guess next to Jesus, Job may have suffered as much as anyone ever did. Yet, Job held on to the promises of God. And uh, I don't know if there's any Job's out there, but, phew, uh, I can't say that I ever felt that bad as Job did, but I, I've had some pretty rough uh gravel roads in my life that had a bunch of potholes in them. Uh, but I can't say that I've ever faced anything like Job, but, um, but Job still loved the Lord through it all, didn't he? And so in, in Job chapter 19, and I love these scriptures of verses, as I was studying them and I was praying and I was asking God to help me to come up with something that would be beneficial to the kingdom of God and that would touch our lives and that would minister to us, I got to seeing these words and you always, if you've ever been in the, the, the ministry or if you've just been saved uh, a long time, you've always probably read this and you've probably uh, went over it a few times and you've probably heard it 
talked about and preached about. But boy, sometimes when I just read a certain scripture, it just leaps out to me. And it just, it may not bless you, but it just blesses me. And Job said in chapter 19, verse uh, 25, he says, For I know that my Redeemer lives. Ain't that powerful to think that Job knew that his Redeemer lived? I mean, I just, that hit me, Brother Andy. When I read that, I thought, man, Job, that's awesome. Because I've always known that my Redeemer lives. But in everything that Job went through, he said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at that last on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. Man, that's why Job made it through some of the things he went through in life. He just really had a relationship with God. And he really knew. Job must have had some knowledge of the resurrection. Something inside of him, he must have knew something about the resurrection that was to come and the life after death. He must have knew just a little bit. And, and you know, us, us church of God people and us children of God people, when we really know Jesus, we know that there's more to this life than right now. We know that there's something better that awaits us than right now. I might be suffering for a, morning, a moment, but joy cometh in the morning. Because I know that my Redeemer lives tonight, church. And so there's a promise of God as Job looked beyond all the things that he went through. And as he looked back on his life and he looked back on everything that he lost, he knew one thing in chapter 19 of Job, that his Redeemer lived. And I hope that one day that you and I, doesn't matter what we face, what we go through, that we'll be able to stand up in the midst of the people and we'll say that, I know that my Redeemer lives. Psalmist David, when he got old, he stood on the mountain somewhere on the backside of the desert and he looked all over the valley. And he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed out begging for bread. There was a time that he pondered about his life and he went back and reminisced about the days of old and he said, you know, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. And I tell you, that's a good testimony to have tonight, church, that Job had to wait a long time for relief. He had to wait a long time that relief came. He knew that eventually he would live again. He knew eventually that relief would be on the way. See, he knew something about the Redeemer tonight. When his three friends around him tried to get him to curse God and die, he still believed that God was able tonight. And you might be going through something in your life tonight, and you might be going through situations that you just don't like to be in tonight. I want to encourage you that there's a promise in the Word of God tonight. And that is God will make a way where there seems to be no way. That God can move any mountain that we need him to move tonight. And if God be for us tonight, who can be against us? See, Job knew what the promises of God was. He knew that God was able. And I tell you tonight, church, one of the greatest things that you and I can do in this life, in this world that is so messed up, in this world that is so upside down, in this world that we don't know 
what our uh, leaders are doing in the White House or in the Senate or when we, we look around us and we wonder what is going on in America. When we can't figure out what's happening in our society, when things are happening and, and human trafficking is taking a hold of our young people and, and as Brother Randy uh, uh, prophesied a few things here a while back and uh, spoke a word over uh, some things uh, Sunday about our state in which we're living in, can I tell you tonight the only thing that you and I can do is believe in this word. Everything else might fail us, but this won't fail us tonight. See, I believe tonight that we can believe what the Word of God says. I believe tonight if we'll stand upon the Word that God will make His Word come true. Paul wrote to the church at, at Rome that in eight, verse, chapter 8, verse 28, another familiar scripture that's really good. He said, I've never, excuse me, I might have messed that one up. But anyways, as he went back, he said, neither is there ever in, in any indication that Paul ever believed that God is not always in charge. He always believed that God was over all things and that everything that could happen that God would make happen tonight. See, he was, Paul believed that God was a sovereign God. See, Paul believed that bad things will work out for our good. All things work together for our good. Not some things, not partly things, but when he talked about all things work together for good to them that love Christ, to them that are called according to his purpose, he was simply saying the word of God, I believe what it says tonight. So on your behalf tonight, it doesn't matter what you face or what struggles you're going through or what sickness ails your body or what trials that you are going through. The Bible said all things work together for good to them that are called. According to who? God's purpose. And see, one thing I know that the word of God, that God has a purpose for all of our lives. We're not here just floating around on the universe until we die, but we're here on a mandate from God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As we prayers and we are believers in Christ that we believe that God can do things, God has a mandate for us. And if God says it, I believe it tonight because his word spoke it. And see, I believe if he says all things work together for good to them that love me, to them that are called according to my purpose. I believe tonight that if Jesus had those men pin down those words in this book of life, that he put them there for a reason. To know that didn't matter what we was going through, that God was on our side. Didn't matter what we was going to face, that God was on your side. Didn't matter, uh, there wasn't going to be no surprises come up. That we was going to catch God off guard or our situation was going to catch God off guard. And he said, oh, I didn't see that coming, Mike. <laughs> Whoops. Let me see if I can get you out of this one. Nothing catches God off guard. All things work together. Man, church, it's powerful to know that all things work together for us tonight. He just didn't say Rhonda Burden. He didn't just say Mike Burton. He didn't just say Randy West. He didn't just say a handful of you. But he said, if you read this book and your name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, then it doesn't matter. What I speak 
is for you tonight. And if I said that all things good, God, how could even in bad situations, God can turn them around for our good. Even what the devil meant for evil, God says, I'll turn around for your good tonight. See, there's nothing that surprises God. There's nothing that catches God off card. There's nothing. Why? Because he's a sovereign God tonight. And so when we, we, we see the promises of God and, and then we, we see what the, 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 that God's word declares that this is for us. It's in his word tonight. The word was written a four time for our learning. I read a lot and uh, I uh, listen to a lot of, of, of I, I read a lot and I listen to a lot of preachers. Now, every book I got in my house, and there was a time I had over $5,000 worth just what I call Christian books. And not because every one of those books I believed in that was perfect and that was straight and that I believed everything that I hear, or nor is there every preacher that I've heard that I always believe everything I hear. There's just some things that we have to take the good and the bad out and, and whatever we can find in there that's good, we do. But one of, one of the things that... Uh, this book has always helped me with is separate the good from the bad. It's to know who's right and who's wrong. Because see, if it doesn't line up with this word, then it's not good. I heard a great evangelist, and he's one of the, uh, uh, he's a visionary man, and he's uh, uh, very well known. I won't say who his name is, but he's a very well known evangelist, been around for a long time. His dad is a great popular preacher and been around for years. And, and so now he's got a little thing going where he doesn't believe in the, that we have to have the Old Testament any longer. The only thing we need to go by is the New Testament. But when I read the word of God, the Bible said that, that it was a written, this, this, this Old Testament, the law was written for our learning tonight. And so when you, when you have trouble and when you don't know which way to go, I promise you this book will not steer you wrong. Sometimes we just got to trust God in all things. Not just some things, but in all things. When the world starts making changes and, and they make it for the worse and God says, I still hold on to my true grits of what I believe in than God's saying to the church. I still believe you ought to hold on to your true grits and what you believe in. See, just before Jesus went to the cross and later would ascend back to the Father, he knew that his disciples had some serious doubts. So he reassured them by saying in John 14 and 1, let your hearts not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And then in John chapter 14, verse 27, he said, peace I, I leave with you. Not as peace I leave with you, peace I give you. Not as the world gives you peace, but as I give you peace. See, there's really church for the promises of God and for believing the word of God and for simply trusting the word of God. There's something that God says I can do for you. I'll give you peace like nobody else has ever had. Simply because we trust in him. Because see, when things fall apart and the world is scattered, God's people still stand strong in the midst of it all. Why? Because we don't go by the beat of the world. We go by the beat of Jesus. He said, peace I leave with you. Jesus could read their hearts and he knew that the grieving 
was going to overcome them and that he was going to depart and he just wanted to leave some lasting words with them. In John 16 and 22, it says, Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Belief is just another word simply for trust tonight. As we trust in him. And then I just simply want to say this. God sometimes just wants us in your situations and your circumstances that you go through and the valleys that you face and the storms that rages and the trouble that comes. Ain't it amazing how you could be great one, one day, one week, have a wonderful week, then the next day everything that could go wrong or the next week everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. You went to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and had a great time, and Monday morning the world just smacked you right between the teeth. And you thought, what? I didn't see that coming. But then all, all of a sudden, in situations like that, all you know you can do is just simply stand firm in his word. What time I'm afraid, I will trust in you, O Lord. That's one of my favorite scriptures. What, what time I'm afraid, I, I will simply just trust in you. What I, times I can't figure it out. Be, be still before God. After Israel had fled in Exodus 20, Pharaoh drew near to the people, and Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. And they were fearful and great, greatly feared. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. I mean, they was nervous. They were scared. They was upset. How would you feel if you're just a little bit of people and you look behind you and there's an army coming after you? And the walls and the, the water's in front of you and the enemy's behind you. And it's almost like you're in a sink and swim situation. But then all of a sudden the people cries out and, and Moses, thank God that God's got some men and women that will stand in the gap for you. Thank God that there's a phone call away that you can call somebody in the time of trouble. Thank God that you've got a friend that you can get a hold of. Thank God there's people that you know and you trust and you believe in them and they're, 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 they're um, you know, their access to heaven. <laughs> they, they, there is just certain people that you know you can call when you need prayer. I mean, you know it. When I hear somebody in church, ooh, ooh, I'm looking for Kathy or Rhonda. Somewhere. Yeah. Because you know they're starting to intercede somewhere for somebody. So it just simply, there's that time that we just, things happen and, and we're at a place where we just got to be still. There's nothing that we can do. And Pharaoh uh, was coming after him and Moses said to the people in Exodus 14 and 13, Fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. That's powerful tonight, church. 
I mean, when they're scared to death and, and all of a sudden they don't know what's gonna happen. They don't know if they're getting killed, getting brought back into slavery and all of a sudden Moses stands in the gap and says, fear not, stand firm and let's see the salvation of the Lord. I say to you that's going through things tonight, stand still and see the salvation of God. Let God arise and our enemies be scattered tonight because he's God and he knows what he's doing. For all the Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. That's powerful words that Moses spoke to him. He said, listen, those enemies that you see today, rest assured, God's already promised me we'll not ever see them again. And you know, there's nothing like a, a word of encouragement when you need it. There's not nothing like somebody praying over you and said, I just feel like God's going to be, make it all right. You, you, your all right motor may not feel all right. You know, your feel good tool may not be feeling good, but theirs evidently is. And so they encourage you because they say it's all going to be good. So anyways, as, as in Exodus chapter 14, when he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, the point is that they simply had to wait and to stand firm and watch for the Lord to work a work, and he did. Sometimes you don't have a choice of what you're going through but to wait on the Lord. And I'm fixing to close, but sometimes we don't have a choice, church, but to wait upon God. We can only do so much, and after we've done all that we can do, then he just says, stand and let me take over. We only get ourselves in trouble is when we start to do more than we can really do. Then we try to do more than what we could do, then we mess it up. But thankful that God says, if you'll just do all you can do, then there will come a point that I'll work the work. The Egyptian army, in Psalms 24 and four, uh, 27 to 14, it says, wait for the Lord, be strong, take courage, wait for the Lord. There are several scriptures that talks about waiting on God. And so I want to encourage you tonight, church, that sometimes we all get in a hurry and we want the now blessing, we want the now healing, we want the now fix, we want today to be okay. But maybe God's got us going through a struggling period in our life for a purpose. But I, I, I can tell you this with all my heart, and I believe this is just as sure as I'm standing here tonight. That, that he that begun a good work in you, he will finish it in your lives. He's not going to start something in you and quit halfway down the road. He that begun a good work in you. When you started in this thing, he started working on you. And he's not done with you yet. And so if he's not done with you yet, that means if he started it, he's going to finish it. So be strong and take courage. One of my other favorite scriptures is this. 40, 31 of Isaiah, and everybody knows this. They who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall <clears throat> mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not fade. Therefore, we can wait with confidence tonight, church. They that wait upon the Lord, and I always say this, but they that wait upon the Lord, he says when you've done all you can do and you're standing still and you're uh, waiting for me to intervene upon your behalf, you just do what you know to do. 
You just keep going to church. You keep doing the same things that you know to do. You just do what I've always told you to do. You keep praying. You keep reading. You keep studying. You keep just going through the things that I told you to do. And then there will come a day that you will mount up with wings as eagles again. Woo! That'll hair lift the devil. You will mount up with wings as eagles again. You'll run and not be weary, and you'll walk and not faint. Psalms 135 says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. Our hope and our trust is in him tonight. He's what it's all about. Stand with me, would you, tonight? He's what it's all about tonight is trusting him, not leaning to our own understanding and knowledge him in all thy ways and we just trust him to direct our path. And we've been praying on Wednesday nights and, and we've been getting some prophetic word around here and we, we've been seeing God uh, intervene and doing things and uh, I, I truly believe a lot of that is the results of people praying tonight, church. I don't think nothing just happens because, you know, God loves us and he's just going to drop it out of the sky because he's just a good God. If we will, I know the Bible said this, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He, all the way through that scripture, he said, if you will, I will. There's always a condition. Jesus said, if you will, I will. If my people will, I will then, that I've called by name. If you do this, I'll do that. And so I, I thank God, and I know that we've not come to the place yet but I, I can pretty well say that I think God's uh, a pretty I don't want to give us a boastful head because we get in trouble sometimes but I, I do think that God is proud of us and those that pray and seek God on Wednesdays and that take time out of their busy schedule that we pray that God would have his way in the church <clears throat> and that we pray individually and corporately that God's will would be done in this body and so I, I, I truly believe that we see results of that. And I, I believe that we're going to see greater things as time goes by. All, all of it is a result of you praying and you seeking Lord. I, I think it's because we have great leaders that have showed us what God's direction is for this church and what he wants us to do and the calling that he has upon this church's life. But I wanted to come by and just tell you tonight that 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 doesn't matter what you face. And you've heard, we've heard messages forever. And what I spoke tonight, somebody else has spoke before. And what I've declared tonight, somebody else has already declared. I just come by to put you by the way of remembrance that he's still God. Because see, there's times that we just need to know that we know that we know that he's still God, ain't they? So I want to encourage you tonight to come and, and pray. And if you're facing a battle, I just come by you to, well, to tell you that God's still on your side tonight. And that we're winners tonight. We're not losers. We're winners tonight. And prayer changes things. Prayer changes the atmosphere of where we're at tonight. And so I want to encourage you tonight, if you would, just make your way up to the front. And if you need special prayer, we want to pray with you. But let's pray for the church, and let's pray that God's will would be done in this body tonight. See, I believe that we're on a mission tonight. 
Brother Randy feels something changing in his ministry. And Brother Miller's been preaching some messages that they, they just feel like that God's taken us to a different level and to a different plane. And, and God does it because of us people tonight praying and seeking him and trusting him and believing him that his will be done in this place tonight. And that if we, if, if, if God's doing something, somebody said, well, one time, how, how, how do you get a revival to start? How does a church get a, a revival to start? And it's been an old thing, but they said, well, if you want revival to start, get a, get a piece of chalk and draw a circle and stand, stand in it and say, God, put revival right inside this circle. I, I don't know where everything happens and I don't know that we'll ever be on a, a, a Azusa Street or we'll ever uh, be a, 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 a great place on earth, a Smith and Revival, or we'll be a great place that people will uh, come from all walks of life to be here. But I don't underestimate it that it can't happen. It very well could. That they can come from the east and the west and the south and the north. And if they do come, you're going to be a product tonight, church, of the reason it happened is because of your prayers. Because somebody got a hold of God and, and, and God got serious with God that God would shake this place. See, it's not about us, really. It's all about Him tonight. It's all about God and souls. And so God's got a, a mandate upon this church. Now, we're not here on a hill for simply no reason. The only reason I come to this church and the only reason I wanted to be here is because I seen it on the hill and I said, God's doing something there. And that is the truth. I, I thought, man, he ain't going to put a church there for no reason at all. And so I come shortly right after the church was built, maybe a year later. And I've seen a lot of things transpire in that time. But we've not even scratched the surface of what God's got planned. I do know in my heart of hearts that there's no way we're here without a purpose and not just run seven or 800 either, which that's a good number. Hmm? But I'm glad we got leaders that's not happy just with that number. That there's a nation, there's a world, there's a generation that needs this church. And we're that part tonight that God's calling to do great things in his kingdom. See, let me say this and I'll shut up. <laughs> Every soul that gets saved, did you know in this church you could be a product of that? Because if you're praying for souls to get saved and they come down on Sunday mornings or Sunday night and these ministers.